Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Brian Jost. I'll be your host for this episode. Uh, we have a longtime NAMI volunteer and supporter, Sandy, with us recording. Uh, we're going to hear Sandy's personal journey with, with NAMI, and uh, this, is a, this is another story to help celebrate NAMI Minnesota's 40th anniversary. Uh, Sandy, can we get started by you sharing what brought you to NAMI? What brought me to NAMI was a uh, was fear. I think actually, I uh, <clears throat> it's been a couple decades ago. My son was a senior in high school. He had been having some, you know, issues where he wasn't where his behavior was unusual. But I have to say, I think I'm the queen of uh, being able to bury my head in the sand and deny what I saw and passed it off to the fact that our family was going through a rough patch and, you know, that it couldn't be that bad because we were all seeing a, a therapist to kind of work us through this uh, rough patch. However, when uh, during the spring, early spring of his senior year in high school, he had a complete psychotic break. And there was just no... Uh, even I couldn't deny that something was drastically wrong. He was hospitalized and uh, didn't... T I can't remember the details of it. Those, those years that he was so sick, I call the dark years. And, uh, you know, thank goodness they are now light years, which is something I will... I, I can get to in a, in a bit. But... The the dark years when he was so terribly sick were were just so frightening for me. I just uh, it's not like I didn't know about uh, mental illness because I'm I'm a registered nurse. I I know some, but I have to say when I was in nursing school, which of course was eighteen years, twenty years before he got sick. I didn't like my mental health rotation. It just kind of, it scared me. It made me sad. It was like, we really don't have much treatment here. Oh, wow. How long was that rotation? Three months. Okay. And we were at a state hospital. And this was now back in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. A lot different. Uh, a whole lot different. Just a whole lot different. And it just... It was it was really a hard rotation for me for whatever reason, and so it was one thing I really didn't like. So, what's the one crisis, health crisis in my life? Yeah, you know, with and if it's if a health crisis is going to hit your family when it hits your child, it's devastating. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so. I think fear brought me to Nami. Fear and. You know, I was so afraid of, of losing him, and I felt like I did lose him. So how did you actually hear of Nami? When... I can't remember. Isn't yeah. that the oddest no, thing? No, I get that. I I have an idea of how I 
was introduced to Nami, but I'm not confident that it's, it was, you know, like, I don't know exactly who told me. Or I, I think what happened was when we were visiting him in the hospital, I must have seen something somewhere that, because I'd never heard of Nami, yeah. never heard of it. And they offered what they now call uh, family to family, right? Oh, yeah. And um, they, at the time, it was called Journey of Hope. Yeah. And I, I like that name right. myself. Yeah, and we had, was it Rita Lancaster that, I can't remember which guest we had on the episode that was talking a lot about Journey of Hope. When oh, it was, really? When it was called that. Back yeah. When, you know, and for the listeners right now, we're talking about journey of hope becoming family to family and that's the class that is peer led by two family members and it's so the whole class is um people who have loved ones with mental illnesses it's 12 weeks um and it's phenomenal it is it so it's one I of a, it's a class that nami minnesota offers yes family and to family. i i can't uh there just aren't words for how helpful that was for me yeah. because I felt so alone. You know, I felt like nobody had, I didn't know anybody who'd ever gone through this and it's different from a physical illness. When people know that someone you love and care about, especially when it's your child has a significant mental illness, it's different. You know, did you, um, so for your family member living with a mental illness, after you took family to family, was there a difference in how you could interact with your loved one? I, you know, I can't really say that with any certainty, but there was a difference in how I perceived what was happening to us. Yeah. I had perceived it as hopeless you know, he, he was lost to us. And, and I just, I had such a terrible time coping with it. And I didn't really feel like I had anybody I could talk to that would get it, sure. would really get it until we found the um, journey of hope. And that was just a, a lifesaver to me. Great. I've heard Sue Hansen describe it as she felt like you know, arms were just enfolding her when she was at that class. And and I just felt like, you know, I was offered uh, a new chance or something, you know, that all was not lost. There right. is always, always hope. Yeah. Yeah. My parents went through the family to family class because um, I live with a mental illness and, and it was amazing for them. And, and I can remember them telling me that one of the last classes where a person came in and told their personal recovery story that that that's that was the first time they thought things might be okay for me you know hearing that um yeah. and i'm trying to look up that episode that that where it was really discussed about journey of hope and family to family um i'll try to find that we'll keep talking though. oh okay um so Let's get into the lighter side. You shared some of the dark days. Um, so what have been some of your more, I guess, enjoyable or... Yeah, the last memory? several years have been, for whatever reason, for the first 20-some years of his illness, 
he was not open to healing. You know, there's no, there's no cure, but th there's always healing, you know, whether it's the kind of healing that you want or not, <laughs> there's, you know, some kind of, of healing that happens over time. Right. But for his first 20 years of living with it, it was like, like that book, I'm not sick. Right. You know, there's I'm not sick, I don't need help. That's I'm, it. Yeah, that one. Doc, yeah. Dr. Javier Amador. Yes. Yes. And and that's exactly what it was. I don't like the way the meds feel. And, you know, this is just you know I'm not gonna take them and I'm fine and all that. And I don't know, I can't tell you why, and I well, I won't speak for him. I don't know that he could tell you why either. But a few years ago, maybe five, at least five, oh, more now, um, there was a particularly awful episode uh, where he was fairly close to being sent to St. Peter. Okay. And after that, after that hospitalization, he wasn't sent there, but after that hospitalization, he was... Uh, in a county program, and because he's an adult, I didn't, uh, you know, get a whole lot of information. But in any event, that seemed to be a turning point in in my perception. And he got on his medications, and he, uh, over a period of you know many months, I felt like I had him back. Uh -huh. And that was, you know, exactly what I'd say to people. He's back. You know, this is the son I had lost in all but his body. I mean, his mm -hmm. body was still there, but, mm -hmm. and he was back. That's cool. And he continues to be back, happily married, working three lovely children mm -hmm. that I spoiled rotten. <laughs> and then I moved and now I'm spoiling another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just... And and that's what, you know, NAMI helped me through those really hard years. And I mean, it wasn't like it was one continual disaster, but it wasn't fun. And it, it was sad, and it's hard to see your child suffer. And that's probably about the worst thing that I think can happen to a parent yeah. is watch their child suffer and not be able to help. You always want to help. Right. Am I right? One of the, one of the ways you've helped NAMI Minnesota is uh, sh sharing a little bit of your personal story at Get to Know NAMI sessions. Yes, is that right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to play a quick clip of our staff member Kay King telling about Get to Know NAMI, so listeners can understand what that is, and then we'll talk some more about what you've done with NAMI. Hi, I'm Kay King. I'm a community educator for eight years for NAMI Minnesota. I'm a family member who was born to a mother who lived with mental illness, and my only sibling lives with bipolar disorder. I hope you can join us for Get to Know NAMI. It's a session where we talk about education, support, and advocacy at NAMI Minnesota. At the session, you'll have a chance to learn about classes and programs that we provide. You'll have a chance to hear about our support groups and our helpline. You'll also have a chance to hear a little bit about the legislative policy, first-person language, and other advocacy programs that we offer. We have daytime and evening sessions available, one hour in length. Please go to our NAMI Minnesota website, namihelps.org, to see locations, times, and dates of our programs. Hope you'll join us. And speaking of 
get to know NAMI. There's also an, a recording in this podcast of an entire get to know NAMI session. That's episode 17, where we recorded at the NAMI Minnesota office. So if you are in greater Minnesota and can't attend one of the sessions, uh, listen to episode 17 at least, and you'll learn more about NAMI Minnesota. Um, but Sandy, how have there been other routine ways that you volunteered with, with NAMI? I did. I worked on the legislative committee for a while, and... Um, that was that that was a real learning experience for me i I feel like I've gotten so much more from Nami than I've ever given back in volunteering or donating but i I really learned how important it is to you know be at the grassroots level, whatever you want to term it and and really let the uh, your elected representatives know what's important and hear your own stories. And NAMI has hosted uh, the um, house parties for elected right. you know, representatives, and, and we hosted one of those uh, a couple of years ago. One of the great things that, besides uh, family to family, and well, all the courses that, that NAMI, the classes, the support groups that NAMI has is just... Fabulous. I mean, yeah, it's just, and just a huge list of. Oh, it's enormous. I mean, there is so much help and, and, and yeah, and education and advocacy. Uh, Nami in the lobby was another uh, uh, thing that I uh, volunteered for, where there was a Nami volunteer in uh, different hospitals that had mental health units, and we just had a table with Nami information, and when family members or friends, loved ones, would come to visit. Yeah. They, you know, could learn about it. And I really think that, I hope that's still going on. Yeah, I think it is. I'm, yeah. No, I don't know the details of, of where, which yeah. locations or how often. Because it was just getting often, started. But yeah. as far as I know, it's it's still happening. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at, it was episode... One with Rita Lancaster, who she is the person that started that really pushed for getting funding for Journey of Hope to happen, okay. um, which turned into the family to family class. So that was an interesting experience to hear about how that class started and formed. And she also really liked the name Journey of Hope, I yeah. think better than family to family. But I, I do because you know, it. For whatever reason, and I'm sure that class was a big part of it, but I never, I never lost hope. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, he's he's doing so well now, and you know, part of the family again, and that's great. So there is always hope. There's hope. There for is healing. always hope. There is always hope, yeah. no matter what. Absolutely. Um, how, how have you viewed? NAMI Minnesota as an organization change over the years? Oh my gosh, I think NAMI Minnesota just is phenomenal. It Living in another state now, the, there is a NAMI there, but it doesn't come close to, to this level of uh, organization and just this 
this level of uh, what what you're doing. You know, all the things that are offered. The it does it just feel smaller it and not feels as, inadequate or, yeah. and whenever there's anything in the uh, paper and it's a big town big mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. um whenever there's anything uh, in the newspaper about mental health in minnesota whenever there was anything in the newspaper about mental health nami sue abderholden mentioned always and not not now where i'm at Whenever anything and mental health care there is no better than it is here. So, but Nami yeah. just isn't as big of a force here. Sure. It's a force, right? Yeah, and a lot of that is directly related to Sue, Sue. being a force. Yes, Sue is the force. Well, and her Nami walk team, Tsunami. I know, I love right? it. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that. Team name makes sense. And speaking of Nami Walks, I should get a plug in for that. That's um, there's a so the walk is at the end of September. There's a an informational meeting June sixth. So today we're recording June first. I don't know how quickly I'll get this published, so listeners might not hear that part in time. But the walk, I think it's always the fourth uh, Saturday in September. Trying to find the date. So, Saturday, September 23rd, 2017. It's a 5K walk at Minnehaha Park in Minneapolis. Um, so look at namihelps.org on our website, and you can find more information there. And I, we had about 4,000 people walk last year. Um, it's been growing every year you can join a team or you can just be by yourself if you can't attend and walk you can still help fundraise online either by yourself start your own team or join a team so um yeah look at namihelps.org find information about nami walks and and uh it's a great way to help and and it's just amazingly powerful to sh- see all the all those people in one place. I mean, four thousand people walking together to support With a common cause. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, what would you say it has meant for you personally to have been involved with the work of NAMI? Um, you ask such in-depth questions. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what has it meant to me personally? It know, has, how many different ways could you answer yeah, that? Yeah, right? how many different ways? It has just, uh, you know, it gave me, like I said, it gave me hope. Gave me an, it was like an anchor when I felt like I was adrift. Um, it it helped me stay. I guess it it just helped me stay, period, and not just give up. And it it helped me put one foot in front of the other, take it one day at a time, realize there's, you know, always steps forward. Try not to anticipate, (laughs) be too afraid of the steps back. It so that's what it helped me do. It just helped me to stay. And, and to not completely fall apart 
and it it helped me I think you know to always be there for him you know no matter what and you know even when you know there was a time not a year or so two after he had been diagnosed and he he was his behavior was was ruining our family just just ruining it and so finally my husband and I said you know you have three months either get your act together or get out yeah because you're taking the rest of us down with you and that can't happen you know we will never not love you we will never not be here for you but you can't live here if you don't get your act somehow together you know or at least start and he didn't and so he did have to leave and there were times you know I didn't know where he was Uh, not a lot I mean we never lost complete touch but as he started to heal he would look back on that and said that was probably the best thing you could have done yeah you know, not to to just say, you know, yes, I know you have a problem and I love you and I'll always be here for you. But no, you can't take us down with you. That's just. Mm-hmm. So I think it gave me the ability to help me, you know, find the strength to do that and to always, always be there for him. Because there is always hope. Right. And it wasn't his fault. I mean, it wasn't like he was... He didn't like it no, either. right, right, right. Yeah. So... Well, I thank you for coming in and having this conversation today. I really, well, really appreciate your time. Yeah. Good to see you again. Good to see you. NAMI, Minnesota. Champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. Call us at 651-645-2948 or email namihelps at namimn.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is namihelps.org Outside of Minnesota, visit NAMI.org to find your state NAMI organization. 